So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What is going on, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a great day, and I promise your day is going to get a little bit better as we go through our content today. We're talking about the statement, God loves the sinner but hates the sin, and... um. I got uh, I got some stones in my slingshot today. I'm uh, I'm gonna throw a couple stones today, so uh, so stay tuned for that. Really quick, um, I've already mentioned this once this week, but I'm gonna mention it again. We are really growing our following on Instagram. Uh, we are quickly approaching forty thousand followers, uh, which is pretty amazing actually, considering just how quickly uh, we've grown here. Um, anyway, if you want to be part of what we're doing, uh, and maybe you want to even have a conversation. Instagram is the way to do it. And so my link is in the show notes. You can follow me there. I would love to hang out. The handle is Sathya Me Sam, and I post on there daily. I actually do a post and a story every single day. So there's a couple different ways that you can get content. We try to provide as much value as possible to you guys. And uh, yeah, this is one of, one of those easy ways to do it. So link is in the show notes. I will see you there. Okay, let's jump into it. So maybe at some point you have heard someone say to you, that God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. And this was probably said in response to someone who is struggling, someone who's feeling bad, someone who, you know, feels like God is never going to forgive them, who feels like God can never love them, um, et cetera, et cetera. My, my issue with the statement is twofold, and I'm trying to do this tactfully. The first is this, if somebody is going to come to me, they're going to admit that they're struggling with sin, they're going to tell me that they don't feel worthy of God's love, and they feel like they could never, you know, get rid of the sin, no matter how hard they try. I'm going to empathize with them. Bro, that sounds rough. I remember what it was like to be there. I, I don't know exactly what you're feeling, but I certainly have had similar feelings myself. Man, that's really tough. Thanks for sharing that with me. Okay, I'm not going to be a jerk about it. But if all I do is provide empathy and provide a couple one-liners to kind of ease their conscience, conscience rather, and, you know, hopefully reduce the guilt, I have done them no favors. It's like, it's like somebody coming to you with a gash in their leg. Hey, bro, ah, man, this really hurts. Oh, dude, yeah, I could see how that would really hurt. Wow, you're bleeding a lot too. Are you lightheaded? I've had that before. I, I got lightheaded. Are you lightheaded? Yeah, I'm lightheaded. I'm losing blood here. Like, aren't you going to do something about it? <laughs> right? Like, we would never actually respond that way to someone with a gash in their leg. And so when someone comes to us and they say that they're struggling, we, we want to make sure that we're being empathetic, of course. But we are doing them a huge disservice by simply giving them these one-liners that comfort them when in reality, we may need to provide some tools and resources to correct them. And so I don't take issue with the statement, but rather the use of the statement, which is often in environments that that somehow make people feel okay about having sin in their lives because God loves them anyway. 
I am so vehemently against that kind of thinking that I am just willing to throw stones at any kind of angle that would try to present it as truth. It is not true. God God does love you anyway. I guess it is true, but it is a gross misrepresentation of Scripture and what God expects from us in our relationship with Him. We must not only be aware of our sin, we must be repentant. We must turn from it. And sometimes I just fear that that little statements like this somehow give us permission to just continue in the sin because God loves the sinner anyway. He just hates the sin. And so, yes, we struggle, but it's okay because, yes, God hates that sin, but he loves us. Now, the second thing, and maybe this is the the one that I take bigger issue with, is is sort of the implications of a statement like this. Now, if you've been following us for a while, we have three pillars of our recovery process. They're building self-awareness, transformation of the heart, and establishing your identity in Christ. And so the question is, can you be a sinner if you are in Christ? Right? Because you're saved, presumably. You've given your life to Jesus. You're a Christian. You're a believer. And so you are in Christ. Can you be a sinner? If God hates sin, then can you be in Christ if you are a sinner? What I'd like to propose to you is that the only way, the only way that you can truly step into the person God made you to be is by you not being a sinner. You were a sinner. Apart from Christ, you are a sinner. But when you experience the sanctifying blood of Jesus Christ, when, when, you, when you are washed and cleansed, when you commit your life to him and you submit your life to his lordship, you are in him. You, you cannot be a sinner anymore. Your identity can no longer be that of a sinner because we know that God hates sin. So how is it then that if we are in Christ, how could we ever take on the identity of sinners, the very thing that repulses him? Christ wipes us clean and our, our identity is no longer as sinners. It was, but it no longer is not. We are saints. We are sons. We are cleansed, we are holy, we are righteous, we are new creations in Christ. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So are you in Christ? Because if you are, then you are also a new creation. And if you're a new creation, you are no longer a sinner. So I take issue with this because I do not want people to embrace the identity of sinner. Because if you are a sinner, then you can continue to enable sin. But if you're a saint, then we know that sin is falling short. We know that you're capable of more. We know that as a new creation, sin is not part of the equation. So I want to encourage you guys today, be careful. Be careful with the easy one-liners that are so are, are so they're so accessible it just seems so simple to just kind of pop it out there if the moment calls for it be careful cuz sometimes the implications are just not worth it they're just not worth it if you're living in sin it's time to smarten up it's time to buckle up and i don't mean like hey if you're stuck in sin just stop sinning you know my youth pastors used to always say that drive me crazy i'm not saying it's that simple what i am saying though is there's ways for you out There's ways to get out of your sinful behavior. 
And so you can book a time with some, someone from our team if that's what you want. You can download our book. You can listen to other podcasts. It doesn't have to be us, but get out of your sin. And number two, do not take on the identity as sinner. Don't take on the identity as addict. Uh, you are a saint. You are a son. You are a new creation. That is the person God's made you to be. And that is the person that you can step more into every day. Because if you're a saint, uh, when you fall short, you will call yourself back up to the standard of a saint. But if you're a sinner and you fall short, your standard remains the same. That's a problem. So that's everything for today, guys. It's short, sweet, power punched. Um, uh, again, if you have thoughts, if you have comments, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, there's all kinds of links in the show notes. If you want the book, if you want to speak to me on Instagram, or if you want to book a time with somebody from the team, it's all available there available there for you. And I would love to speak with you. It'd be a lot of fun. And I'd love to see if we can help, obviously. So it's all there for you. Uh, in the meantime, guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.